Shalom, shalom to all. Hey, we are beginning to move in new areas and new phrases. First, we have to give honor where honor is due. We'd like to thank our very own YouTube for hosting us. We'd like to thank WordPress for hosting us. We'd like to thank bloggers for hosting us. Facebook for hosting us and the newest platform we're coming into Anchor Podcasting. Now I know a lot of people look and say, Well, the word is supposed to be sown into the hedges and highways. Well, this is part of the hedges and highways, y'all. We is beginning to go into new areas. Not because of the convenience of what you call the web, but because of the reachability that we can reach new people in new areas that they may hear the word and they may begin to know what the truth is. We have started a series and this is for... YouTube and the rest was all set podcast. The podcast is the newest. We started a series called On Trial because we were beginning to be challenged by a lot saying we don't come to the New Testament. We don't teach New Testament. We only teach Old Testament. We only teach the old stuff. So, to show everybody that Number one, when you say testament, you is using Greek form. We like to say the old covenant and the revised covenant. So to show everyone that Yah is in the revised covenant too, it's just you have to come through Emmanuel the door. We're going to show you that, you know, the truth of the matter is that Everything that they taught you about your four good news or your four gospels that you read was only to control your thinking. They didn't give you the full scope of what these individuals, who they was, what they was, what they did, what they stand for, what they accomplished. So now we is going to open the door Bringing to you, your attention, the third witness. I know y'all saying, well, what happened to the first witness and the second witness? Well, they is on YouTube and podcasters. Well, we have to get back with you. And we're going to introduce all the podcasters to what being set apart is. That is our ministry, set apart. We has none to believe or none to go at in the form of religion. This is freedom. If you understand what freedom is, because the word says who the sun set free is free indeed. This is freedom. Freedom to understand and hear the voice of Yah. Not being compelled to where all religion always said, well, you don't know what voice talking to you. I know Yah voice. And when you begin to hear and listen to it more and more, you will get used to knowing 
what he are saying. So here come the third witness. Y'all know it as being the third book. And the third book in the beginning of the New Testament as you call it. Or the Revised Covenant as we call it. The third book is called Luke. Now Luke is a very different individual. Because his writing is very complex. He is very precise at detail and what's going on. Luke writing, everybody looks at it and they talk about this and that. First, let me tell you, Luke was not a Hebrew. Luke was not a Roman. Luke was not one of those that was from that region. Luke was a Greek. And Luke was what we call today a lawyer. <laughs> he was a lawyer. And at this moment, his writing is the writing of a defense lawyer. Who was he defending? He was defending the actions of Paul. And y'all, when you read the book of Acts and you read the book of Luke, he is talking to an individual called the Theopolis. And Acts is the excellent Theopolis. So, let me introduce you and show you how all this plays together. By the mouth of Paul, I want you to hear this. Of necessity, correctly handling the Bible, the word of truth, will involve much studying, completion, and prayer. It will involve bringing an open mind, an open heart, and a faith like to the word of truth. Meaning, if you're going to have to study this and do this, you're going to have to be faithful in what you're doing. And when I mean faithful, I'm using a terminology that the Roman use when they say faithful. But in other words, you have to be dedicated. You have to be sure fast. Paul is saying that to imply the correct handling is the proper understanding of the vision between the new covenant and the old covenant. Understanding that the New Testament is the rule of faith and is the practice of what y'all call Christians today. Meaning that you was taught <laughs> that you don't live by the old covenant no more. You were taught that you live in a new covenant. Well, let's hear what Dr. Luke is saying. Not only that Luke is not a Hebrew, he was a Greek. He never seen Emmanuel. Luke never ever laid eyes on 
who you call Jesus. Never heard him speak. Never smelt his breath. Never been around him. So, my question is this. Nope, he wasn't seen. <laughs> Did you just hear what my, uh, my reader, who's going to be reading the New Testament, my wife, who's going to be reading and giving you scriptures. Did you just hear what she asked? Come on, ask your question again so everybody can hear what you just asked. Ask the question. I say, so Luke was not one of the twelve. Nope. Luke wasn't a disciple. Luke never walked, talked, ventured, seen. Because why? You're going to understand that Luke writings. Now, I'm just going to blow you away. Is y'all ready for this? His writings was 30 years after the death of Emmanuel. Luke writings wasn't even around the time of Emmanuel. See, Luke writings, <laughs> and this is what they don't teach y'all in no Sunday school. Luke writings was a pure defense for why Paul or Saul, who was the door for the Gentiles. Y'all call them Gentiles, but their real name is nations because nations mean a variety of people. Luke writings was to support why everybody who was not a Hebrew also had a right. See, they don't teach y'all that. I want you to listen at this. Luke writing was around 60 to 61 AD. See, all this is showed evidence by the end of the book of Acts. And this is why studying, you have to really study. At the end of the book of Acts, see, Nero was killing the saints in 65 AD. And Paul's death was in 65 AD. Because the book of Luke was presented to the excellent Theophilus who took this book and took the writings to Caesar. See, a lot of y'all don't, don't, haven't got it. Paul was under house arrest <laughs> in the time of seizure. And Luke writings, when it was presented, Paul was released from house arrest of Caesar. To shortly be after. <laughs> this is the, now this is the clicker. Here Luke do all this excellent writing in defense. And get you released. And shortly after. Paul was in prison. Again. By Nero. And was executed. <laughs> now you ask yourself this question. All this brilliant writing. 
that was presented to the Exodus Theophilus got you free. But because you was a slave for the good news, this is what got you really noticed. Now I'm going to ask all y'all out there this one question. Is there's enough evidence in your walk to have you convicted for the kingdom? Huh? Is there's enough evidence in your walk to have you locked up for the kingdom? In today's standards, it's all about showmanship. It's not about soul winning no more. It's not about people getting healed no more. It's not about people <coughs> who having problems and burdens being delivered. And it's not about that no more. It's about what choir sing the most, the best. It's about how the preacher jump and put on a show. Is about how beautiful the building is. Now I want you to hear this. Look at Luke. Luke is very careful. And committed to the truth. I'm going to ask my reader to go to Luke 1. And they're going to read 1 through the 4th verse. We're going to Luke 1. First, excuse me, first chapter of Luke, first down through the fourth verse. Listen, and this is coming from the 2009 version of King James. Which one you want? Uh, it don't matter. Okay, this is coming from the 2009, the TS, meaning the scriptures, 2009. And, and well, she said she's going to do King James too, so we're going to get you to both of So you'll understand. Why we study the TS 2009 versus the King James. This is King James. This is King James. Read. For as much as many have taken in hand uh -huh. to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Uh huh. Even as they delivered them unto us. Come on. Which from the beginning were eyewitnesses. And ministers of the word. Uh -huh. It seemed good to me also. Having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first. Come on. To write unto thee in order most excellent. Theolophus. That thou mightest know the certain of those things. Wherein thou hast been instructed. See. The. Teaching. It began to invade Rome. Because Rome have taken over Jerusalem and surrounding areas. And they have begun to lock up people for calling on the name of Emmanuel. Y'all going to say Jesus, but coming from the truth standpoint, you have to go back to Hebrew or Aramaic. 
and find out the name in Aramaic. And when you look at the name that the prophet was named in Aramaic, it was Emmanuel. And this is why we use Emmanuel. Now, she's going to come and give you two things that's going to really blow you away. First, we're going to let her go to Matthew. Now, this was one of the writers. I need you to go to Matthew. One. And I know you might not be able to pronounce all them beautiful names because even the ones who study <laughs> don't pronounce them beautiful names right. They'll play with them, so. We're going to Matthew 1, 1 through 16. And it's going to give you a genome. Now, trust me, my reader is over there laughing because the name that are being named, even the Romans didn't get them right because they got some names here. But this is the genealogy that Matthew gives on the accountability of Emmanuel. Or to you, you say Jesus. So, you know, I don't have no problem. Wait a minute. Let me establish this first. I don't have no problem with the name of Jesus. I have a big problem with the image that goes with that name. So that's why I try not to use that name. That's why, you know, I try to say Emmanuel. But if it pleases you, as our very own brother Paul said, when Rome do as the Romans, I use Jesus. But I'm not talking about that blue-eyed halo one that sits on your wall and in your church. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about the one who... Every Easter, y'all put them on a cross and you take them off the cross. I ain't talking about that. So, my reader going to try its best <laughs> to give you these names, these person names. But it is a point what we are trying to get to. And this is the reason why we're doing this. Matthew coming from one side. And you're going to notice Luke going to come from another side. But first, let's give you... Matthew version. Can the, you give it to me? The book of the generation of Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. The son of David. Yes. The son of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Abraham begot Isaac. Mm -hmm. And Isaac begot Jacob. Yeah. And Jacob begot Judas and his brother. Mm -hmm. And Judas begot Pharaoh and Zorah mm -hmm. of Tomer. Mm -hmm. And Pharaoh begot Ishram. And Ishram begot Aaron. Yep. And Aaron begot and mid-bad. See, here comes, man. And then begot Nassim. Mm -hmm. And Nassim begot Solomon. Mm -hmm. And Solomon begot Boaz of Rayquab. Mm -hmm. And Boaz begot Obadab mm -hmm. of Ruth. And Obadab begot Jesse. Yes. And Jesse begot David the king. Come on. And David the king begot Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah. And Solomon begot Robum. And Robum begot Abba. And, and Abba begot Asher, <laughs> and Asher begot Josephat, and Josephat begot Jerome, and Jerome begot o Ozias, and Ozias begot Jotham, and Come Jotham on. begot Asher, and Asher begot Ezekiel, 
and Ezekiel's begot Manasseh, and Manasseh's begot Ammon, and Ammon begot Tito Hosea, and Hosea begot Jerkun Jer Jer and mm -hmm. his brethren. About the time they were carried away to Babylon. Okay. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jokers begot Salem, Salem begot Zerubbabel, yeah. and Zerubbabel begot Abdul, and Abdul begot Ekron, and Ekron begot Azar, and Azar begot Sarkar, and Sarkar begot Achim, and Achim begot Elu, and Elu begot Elik. Elazar, Elazar begot Matthew, and Matthew begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, and Listen, of Mary, come on. of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Uh-huh. She just read you the genealogy of who you call Jesus, we call Emmanuel. But anyway we go, we're going to use him and say, she just read you the genealogy of the door to your salvation. How about that? And that through the eyes of Matthew. Now she's going to have to come back and perform that performance again. See, I tell you, it's all about entertainment. Right now, she's going to entertain you again out of loop. <laughs> the third chapter down at the 23rd verse and trust me this was not rehearsed so come along with it Luke 3 21 through 30 here it goes 21. 23 excuse me 23 through 30 here it goes and Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, mm -hmm. being as one supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli, mm -hmm. which was the son of Matthi, which was the son of Levi, mm -hmm. which was the son of Melchi, which was the son of Jonah, mm -hmm. which was the son of Joseph, which was the son of Matthias, mm -hmm. which was the son of Amos, which was the son of Nom, which was the son of Elphi, which was the son of Naga. Which was the son of Matt, which was the son of Matthias, which was the son of Sima, which was the son of Joseph, which was the son of Judah, which was the son of Joanna, which was the son of Risha, which was the son of Zorobabel, which was the son of Ethan, <laughs> which was the son of Nero, which was the son of Melchai, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of Kosam, which was the son of Elodam, which was the son of Ur, which was the son of Jose, which was yeah. the son of Elazar, which was the son of Jerem, which was the son of Matthi, which was the son of Levi, which was the son of Simeon, which was, which was the son of Judah, which was the son of Joseph, which was the son of Jonah, which was the son of Elkim. Come on. Which was the son of Melan, which was the son of Mena, which was the son of Matthias, which was the son of Nathan, which was the son of David, which was the son She's of back Jesse, there now. which was the son of Obadiah, which was the son of Boaz, which was the son of Satan, which was the son of Nassau, which was the son of Amadad, which was the son of Aram, 
which was the son of Ishmael, which was mm -hmm. the son of Pharaoh, which was the son of Judah, which was the son of Jacob, which was the son of Isaac, which was the son of Abraham, uh -oh. which was the son of Far, which was the son of Nachar, which was the son of Zechariah, which was the son of Ragu, which was the son of Bedwick, which was the son of Herbert, which was the son of Solomon, which was mm -hmm. the son of Cana, which was the son of Arphad, which mm -hmm. was the son of Shem, which was the son of Noah, which was the son of Limit, <laughs> which was the son of Methuselah, Come which on. was the son of Enoch, which was the son of Jared, which was the son of Malik, which was the son of Cana, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. See? Now, give her a round of applause out there for doing them two long genealogies. You can get you a drink of water now if you need it. Because which was and which was. But, just by hearing them two, a lot of y'all are trying to figure out what is the significance of this. I'm showing you the difference between the writings. And the preciseness. You see in Matthew. Matthew used the man Joseph. And his line. And went all the way back. But Luke. Showed you. That. When they stopped at. Jacob. And Isaac and them, which they count 42 generations. Luke took it all the way back 77 generations to the actual father of Emmanuel. He didn't just took it to the, as you say in this day, father, stepfather or whatnot. Because Joseph was not the father of Emmanuel. So you couldn't take Emmanuel. And this is what Luke showed you. The difference between him and Matthew. You couldn't take the genealogy of the father of, who, of Joseph. And trace back to Emmanuel because Joseph had nothing to do with the conception of Emmanuel. So to take his lineage back to Joseph, Luke showed you it was an error. Now Luke did what supposed to have been done. Being married, and see back there in that time when Matthew was writing, the woman wasn't recognized. You couldn't, it was to them an abomination to do the genealogy through the line of the woman. 
But Luke being precise, being instructed by Paul, and watch this, just really going to really throw you away. Luke being firsthand talking to the actual person or the mother of Emmanuel. Because this is the only way that Luke was able to get that very precise account of the birth of Emmanuel because it came from Emmanuel's mother herself, Mary. That's where Luke got it from. Listen, this shows you how close these two was. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Paul said something, and Luke said something. First, we're going to give you what was said and what was quoted. Can you go to Deuteronomy 25 and 4 for me? Can you read that for me? Deuteronomy what? 25th chapter, the fourth verse. Hmm? Thou shalt not muzzle the ox uh -huh. that he treaded out the corn. Don't muzzle the ox that treaded out the corn. Yeah, a little bit more. If brethren dwell together. If brethren dwell together. And one of them die. Uh -huh. And have no child. Uh -huh. The wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger. Uh -huh. Her husband brother shall go in unto her and take her to him to wife. Okay. And perform the duty of a husband's brothers unto her. Okay, now, this is the law that you hear that had to be done. Now, this is why when Emmanuel looked at John, he told John, Behold, this is your mother. Because why? You're going to have to take up the duties. Because I'm going to be gone. You're going to have to take up the duties of the son. Now, being that this was the natural effect, it was said that you don't muzzle the ox that traded out the corn. Meaning, why is you trying to, and this is going to really hit a lot of y'all religious people hard. Why is you trying to hide? The one who is giving the real word or disguise the one who is giving the real word when he is doing all the work. What you mean, Eddie? Luke then he give you the answer to this question. Go to Luke ten. We're going to do verse 7. Listen at the answers to this. Luke 10 verse 7. Yes ma'am, here it comes. And in the same house remain, uh -huh. eating and drinking such things as they give, for the labor is worthy of his house. Uh -huh. Go not from house to house. Uh-huh. 
And into whosoever city ye enter, uh -huh. and they receive you. Come on, listen. Such things as are set before you. Yes. And heal the sick that are therein. Well, so hold, hold, just hold for a second. It said, heal the sick that were therein. Mm -hmm. How many healings <laughs> is being done in your sanctuary? See, in other words, y'all have done put the most high out of your temples. You done muzzled the ox who gave you the way to come in. This is what Luke is showing you. You have done placed yourself. And you say, wait a minute, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is what Paul quoted. Being that Paul and Luke were so close. Luke understood what Paul was talking about. So Luke showed you that the very thing that got you where you is, you have to muzzle it and put it out the house. Come on, read a little bit more. Watch this. Watch this. And, and to whether... And into whatsoever city ye enter, uh -huh. and they receive you. They received you. Eat such things they are set before you. Yes. And heal the sick that are therein. Uh -huh. And say unto them, The kingdom of God is come now unto huh. you. The kingdom of who? God yeah. That's King James, right? Right. Has come unto you. Now, how many of your local come on Luke assemblies have come unto you none you have to go to them can y'all answer this very good question how come when I talk to your leaders and tell your leaders I need a financial blessing. They would tell me, you must go pray. But, when they need a financial blessing, they'll come and tell everybody in the flock that the Lord says for y'all to give an extra. So now you explain that to me. How I have to go to the Lord to get my money, but you come to me to get your money. That is the way. Come on, witness Luke. Let's get this stuff straight. Listen. Paul spoke these words to Luke because Paul been with Emmanuel three and a half years after all that was going on. After his resurrection, I want you to listen. Mark and Luke was the only two that was not disciples. Mark wasn't a disciple or an apostle, but he wrote a book. Luke wasn't an apostle or a disciple, and he wrote a book. Watch this. Paul was, I mean, excuse me, Mark wasn't a, uh, a disciple or one who was one fellow with Peter. 
So all Mark writings was not eyewitness. Mark writings came from the voice and the understanding of Peter. Luke writing was not eyewitness. Luke writing was 60 years after the death. So his writings was not eyewitness, but it came from the people who was around. So now my question is this to y'all. Luke was Paul's companion. Mark was Peter's companion. Peter walked and talked with the very Emmanuel face to face. Paul walked and talked with the same Emmanuel after his resurrection. Come on witness, talk to me. Now, who in this gave the most excellent account? Was it Mark? Was it Matthew? Was it Luke? When you read the book of Luke, Luke gives you a most detailed account. Watch this. But none of them was eyewitness. None of them was eyewitness, darling. You're right. Luke nor Mark was eyewitnesses or was disciples. And the funny thing about it, I'm going to use your Roman word. Luke was the only Gentile that had written books in that Hebrew book. The rest were scribes and of Hebrew origins. Luke wasn't. Luke was of Greek origins. But he wrote a more excellent and precise Account of what's going on. Watch this. Go to Second Timothy for me. Woo, let's get this thing going. Second chapter, 15th verse. Watch this. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Uh -huh. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Uh -huh. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh-huh. Come on. But shun profane uh -huh. and vain babbling, uh -huh. for they will increase until more ungodliness. See, this is why Luke wrote this way. Luke was very meticulous and a historian. Luke's word consists of material not found in other in the other three accounts. Because Luke did something that the rest should have did. Can you read that second part when it said about the babbling? Uh, Sharon? 16, verse 16. But shun profane mm -hmm. and vain babbling, uh -huh. for they will increase until more ungodliness. Uh huh. Now, <coughs> what is the vain? And babbling that they're talking about that will increase to more ungodliness. Can anybody tell me? I tell you. All this prosperity preaching. All this, you're going to only have good days. All 
all this, you ain't got to wear it no more. That calls you to do what you feel like that I can do no matter what goes on. Ask any real person who's going to be honest. Let me give you a couple eyewitnesses that's going to come <laughs> and give you a clear understanding. I want to ask you one thing. My reader, uh -huh. since your walk, that's right, oh, you reader number two, you, you eyewitness number two, so just hold still. I want to ask you something, my first eyewitness. Your walk and journey down this road, was it a bed of roses? No. But it told you. That everything was going to be sweet, lovely, smooth, and good. You don't have to worry no more. No, was that true? No, it wasn't true. But they told you then. Tell me what they told you. Help me out now. I just said it wouldn't be a bed of ease to the ones that I was brought up on. Uh huh. So. It wouldn't be that. Everything would be all right as they were, people was portraying. Yeah. Saying that it would be all right. Right. There you go. It wasn't all right because I had to go through some things. <laughs> I had to cry. I had to uh, nod. Uh, the question why. Uh, I just was in a place sometime where I didn't know whether I was coming or going. Mm. Yeah. It, it wasn't a bed of ease or a bed of roses. No. So you mean it didn't equal up to the prophet that come through town and say, you're going to get a brand new car. No. <laughs> you're going to have what? long as you keep this blessed dollar in your pocket, you will never be broke. True, because I got that dollar. You got pocket. that dollar. Come on here, witness number two. This is my daughter, Brittany, you finna hear. Yes, you being put on so many different castes, even the brand new one. Since you've been trying your best and doing your best, <laughs> all those one that told you, daughter, you ain't going to have nothing to worry about. <laughs> I want you to tell them in your own words, was the prophet telling the truth? Or did they shot you a big lie? <laughs> they shot me one. They shot you one. I know. <laughs> when they told you, all you got to do is just pray for that man. <laughs> and you will have them. They lied. Because why? All that thing babbling and crap that they add on to what the word is saying is not the truth. They, they, you got living witness. You had my reader and you had my daughter Brittany. Hey, she being introduced to all y'all platforms. <laughs> she ain't knew that I was going to call her. And right now, her voice is going to go out to me. And she, she don't know. She ain't realize it. But all that was lies. Yeah, baby, throw your hands up. I do too. Why he called me? Because I was told to. See? King James Version. 
I'm going to show you proof. Calls it a book. But books was not invented yet. So, this is why the King James Version had to be careful of. Because the word that was placed, that was not in that time. Books wasn't invented until the 4th century. So how can it be called books? When this was written, supposed to be written, before Emmanuel was there. What are you trying to say, Eddie? Well... First, let me give you a quick eye account. Can you go to Luke 7 for me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Let's play with this because I only got a few more minutes. And the Lord said. And what did he say? Where to them shall I liken the men of this generation? Uh huh. And to what are they like? What are they like? They are like unto children sitting in the marketplace uh -huh. and calling one to another and saying, We have piped unto you. Come on. And ye have not danced. Come on. We have mourned to you. Uh -huh. And you have not weeped. Come on. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, yep. and you say he hath a devil. What? The Son of Man is coming eating and drinking, and you say, Behold, a gluttonous man. Yes. And a wine builder. Uh -huh. And a friend of public and sinner. But wisdom is justified of all her children. Woo! And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. Uh -huh. And went into the Pharisee house, and he went into the Pharisee house and sat down to meet. Uh -huh. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the meat in the Pharisees' house, brought an alabaster box. I need y'all to listen to this. Come on. And stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the... With Woo! Come on. Little bit now, before. when the Pharisees, which had bitten... Him saw it. Mm -hmm. He spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, huh? would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touches him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, come on. I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. Huh? The one owed five hundred pence. And the other fifty. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore which one of them will love him most. Which one will love him the most? And Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, See thou this woman. Huh? I entered into thy house that gave me no water Woo! for my feet. Come on, read this but thing. But she haven't washed my feet with tears. Haven't go. And wiped them with the hairs of her head. Come on. Thou gave me no kiss. But this None. Place, since the time I came in house. Huh? And have not ceased to kiss my feet. Come on. 
my head with all thou didst not anoint, but this woman has anointed my feet on me. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much more, but to whom little is given, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they sat, and they sat at meat with him, began to say within themselves, Who is that that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. Now, you have heard these words. And a lot of you haven't realized what was being said. All Luke is trying to get you to understand. It's all that the Father requires is you to do what is required and what is instructed for you to do. A lot of y'all, you have jumped up into pastorships and he ain't tell you to be a pastor. A lot of y'all have ran out and be evangelists and he ain't tell you to be evangelist. You go into all these churches and the whole congregation is sitting in the pulpit. And you is the only one sitting out there in the audience because everything is bishop, ministers, elders, evangelists, prophetess, whatever. And watch this. The funny thing about it, where's the sick? And this really finna blow you away. When they call for prayer, all the evangelists and prophetess and elders and whatnot is the first one in the prayer line and not the sick. He said, I came in your house. And this was custom with the Jewish people, as they will say, which I'm going to hurt you again. Jewish people is the Pharisees. They made up all these laws and customs and did not do it to their own selves. It was custom that when you walk in their house, they're supposed to give you water because why? Everybody wore sandals to clean your feet. It was custom. They're supposed to give you something and wipe and, and, and do your, your, you know, your feet and all that. Which, you know, he wasn't giving nothing like that. It was custom to greet each one with a kiss on the cheek. They didn't do that. It was custom to anoint the head before you do anything. They didn't do that. But they looked at this woman who had this alabaster box that everybody only teach on Sunday. Oh, she showed she did it for his burial. But that was not true. Yes, it's for whenever a significant of Jewish custom that you still be anointed and prepared and whatnot before the burial. But she didn't do it for the burial. She did it because of the love that she had for the words that she was given. Her heart and all was moved to do this thing. But you text it and you teach it as if she knew that this was his burial and this was supposed to be his resurrection. But Luke showed you that because none of this was done that was supposed to be done, her significance of doing this 
outweigh more than all your high class ring wearing suit wearing best suit wearing Cadillac driving airplane flying people question come on yeah. so what you just said that the custom and stuff was that the Jews which was the Pharisees mm -hmm. that is why Emmanuel told them to something along the lines of what he said do as they say but not as they do right you doing it right. You doing it the closer than that. You doing it better than a lot of them out there. Because it, they knew the custom. They knew what the custom. They knew what to do. Mm -hmm. But in this account right here, that now one of them didn't do it. None but, of them. But then they preached and tried right. to condemn other folks. Right. For stuff that you yourself is not even doing. Same thing that is going on in our assemblies today. They're teaching and showing you stuff. This is why the father is saying, don't muzzle the ox that thread the corn. But they want to try to tell you that, okay, a preacher's supposed to get paid. Show it to me in the book. Huh? That ain't had nothing to do with you receiving money. Oh, tithes and offerings belong to the church. You're not a Levite. Come on. Father's supposed to take care of you. He's supposed to supply all your what? Needs. So why is the needs thrown on the people? And not on your commitment to walk. See? Yeah, you're on trial. Do you have enough evidence in your walk to convict you of the kingdom. That's the lesson. I bid you shalom. Woo. If I can get it to stop. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this thing.